Welcome to the Let's Have the Humanity Talk podcast with your hosts, Jessica and Natalia, where we talk about sexual health, social issues, overall wellness, and more. In today's episode, we will be talking about the sex industry, the differences between sex work and sex trafficking, the different types of sex work, and the stigma. I want to say that sex work can be empowering, but also destructive. The reason it's destructive is from society and the justice system criminalizing sex work, which creates stigma. And also, I want to add a disclaimer. We're not pushing for the decriminalization of human tra- um, trafficking. Sex work and human trafficking are not the same. Human trafficking is a human rights violation and uses force and deception with the intent to exploit others. Absolutely. Um, I did want to bring up that uh, true feminism uplifts everyone, including sex workers. So it was important for us to bring up this topic and um, dedicate an entire episode to it. So first things first, we want to differentiate sex work from sex trafficking. So sex traffic is a subtype of human trafficking. And at its root, there is no consent. So if we say what's so different between sex trafficking and sex work, is that in sex work, there is consent. Yeah, so like what does not consenting imply? And so when coercion is in play, there is no consent. And coercion may sound like, you know, you have to pay off your debt, by partaking in sex acts. Force can also be physically contained or forced to partake in sex acts. And then deception may be something like he loves me and therefore I have sex with his friends uh, for him. And I think this is a pretty common common in, in the relationships of prostitutes and pimps and how it starts off. And by the way, um, You know, having sex with a guy's friends for him has nothing to do with fetishes. I know there are fetishes that, you know, may have to do with voyeurism, watching other people have sex. Um, But this, again, has nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's more like I think what you're saying is like a quid pro quo. It's like, oh, he does something for me and I do something for him. But clearly it's not consensual. So in turn, it would not be sex work. Absolutely. Something also very important when it comes to differentiating these two is the involvement of minors. Um, Minors are not able to give consent. Because of their age, um, they are considered to be at a disadvantage and therefore they are not able to provide consent, making it sex trafficking whenever minors are involved. And in general, human rights are violated when we're speaking of sex trafficking. So according to the Open Society Foundation, sex workers are adults who receive money or goods in exchange for consensual service, sexual services or erotic performances. And there are actually different types of sex work, which could be escorts, erotic dancers, pimps, and people do like telephone work, porn, and webcams. Yes, and I found this very interesting, but according to sexinfoonline.com, sugar babies can be considered uh, sex workers. And it is very interesting how, um, you know, different sites categorize sex work. There is this 
other site called prostitution.procon.org and um, they have a list of different types of prostitution um, and I just found it very interesting because the, they have a list and for instance you have the street you have brothels you have escorts um, you have private sex work there is even something called window window or doorway uh, sex work um, there are all male venues which would be kind of like uh, gentlemen clubs and a bunch of different um, forms of prostitution which I thought was very interesting so again if you are interested in that you can visit prostitution.procon.org and it's important to note that the way that sex workers call themselves should be respected especially because sex work is defined differently among people that is totally true because sex work it doesn't have to equal being a prostitute for example like prostitution has like a negative connotation attached to it um many sex workers find the name prostitute like demeaning and stigmatizing because it further pushes a stigma of sex work equals immoral or criminal because you would cause someone like oh like she's a prostitute and it's like oh well that's illegal you know what i mean but it doesn't have to mean that it's illegal it could just mean she's an escort or she's yes. on only fans or something let's just think of a synonym to prostitutes nowadays is a whore and we use the word whore as a way to insult women who are sexually active and and so when we are using these words as as a insult or as a you know a negative adjective to call someone it definitely also how would you say this um it just stigmatizes actual prostitutes mm-hmm. um, also a lot of pro- prostitutes are sex traffic victims their pimps being the perpetrators in this case but that does not have to be the case for every prostitute and every pimp just putting that out there yeah and i think the most important thing is safety and also consent as you mentioned because you're in control of your own like body and your auto- you have your own autonomy and the people who suffer the most from like sex work are like well not sex work but oh let me say this again so basically the people that suffer the most from the criminalization of sex work are women and trans folks and sex work is real work there's a demand for it so why demonize that work yes and we have to say that we do punish um, sex work even though as you say there's a demand for it and people will continue to uh, buy regardless of whether it is legalized or not in that country or area we do here in the united states punish um, sex work as a matter of fact here it is for the most part illegal and that is why sex tourism happens i actually took a class on human trafficking in college and i learned a lot about sex trafficking as well and one of the things uh, that i learned about was sex tourism and how you know because it is illegal here in the united states a lot of men um, including you know 
wealthy men who have the uh, means to do this go to countries like the Philippines or Vietnam um, and they actually go there to buy sex you know to um, to have sex with prostitutes and one of the consequences of this is that a lot of these men go over there have unsafe sex with prostitutes a lot of these women end up pregnant but they come back to their countries and leave these women in poverty with children who don't have a father and you know this is not the point but it's just it just makes sex work more less regulated and therefore uh more irresponsible if that makes yeah. sense it's very unsafe and i wanted to add that people would go over to different countries and even then it's also illegal over there mm-hmm. but it's like less Not as regulated right yeah there's less policing so people don't really go to jail over there it's hard to catch and like you said it creates a lot of poverty yes and if you are interested in learning more about this there are so many documentaries even on youtube regarding you know sex tourism and how these women are affected by it not even just um women but also young girls as wives well. seen some documentaries and it's oh, rough yes. it's rough absolutely and there's there has been several instances where other countries have tried making buying services um illegal for example in france they criminalized the purchase of sexual services in 2016 and two years later a study showed that sex workers were impacted severely by this from poor living conditions to higher instances of violence just like you said in like other countries and in sweden they made it illegal and advertisements for sexual services increased in the past decade so the the supply it was low but the demand is still high yeah and and i feel like a lot of people will be unfair about this and say well they deserve um they deserve it because um you know they shouldn't be doing this um and and i think this will come from a lot of people who perhaps are very religious and see sex as already a sin um but it's important to recognize that these sex workers are human beings just as anybody else um, and just because they choose this kind of work does not mean that they deserve to live in poverty or live in um, miserable conditions. I want to also talk about other countries and what they think about sex work. So this information is from Sex Info Online in case you want to take a look at their content. And I'm actually just going to read what they have on their website. So this is not paraphrased or coming from me directly. In Australia, sex work is legal. So as long as sex workers are at least 18 years old and register with the proper authorities, but owners of of brothels and escort agencies are also required to register and condom use is required in sexual relationships with sex workers, which I think is very important because it protects the sex worker um, as well as the customer. In Brazil, sex work is legal. However, it is illegal to operate a brothel or employ sex workers. And I'm not sure what this last part means, that it is illegal to employ sex workers. Does that mean that it is illegal to employ them as sex workers or to to employ them just because they are sex workers do you have any thoughts 
I'm not sure. I think because they don't want to imitate like pimps. You know what I mean? Like employ them. Mm-hmm. But if you're employing basically so, sex workers, I wouldn't. So it would be like employing them within the sex industry. Or you like, um, you apply and I guess they accept you. But you know what I mean? You're not like seeking them. You apply. Yeah, I would like to look more into this because the first time I read this, I was like, wait, are wait, are they saying that just because they are sex workers as well, they wouldn't be able to get like a part-time job somewhere else? You know where I'm coming mm-hmm. from? Like when I read that, I wasn't too sure what they meant by that. But moving forward, in Canada, sex work is legal. However, workers cannot so- uh, solicit in public, which I think is understandable, right? Um, in Denmark, sex work is not a criminal offense as long as sex workers are at least 15 years old. And I find this... Um, That's kind of debatable. Yes. Um, I wonder why 15 years old. Because at 15 years old, you are still not an adult. So I am curious to what uh, consent and minors... like. How is that legalized in Denmark, right? Yeah, what are the standards? Who had that meeting where it's like, okay, 15 years old. Like, that's yeah. kind of suspicious. Yeah, in my opinion, 15 years old aren't able to make to still make um, proper decisions. So mm-hmm. I feel like 15 years old should not be the mark. But again, um, I'm just curious to do more research on uh, the standards in Denmark. Um, however, it is illegal to profit from others who are selling sex. Um, so pimps and brothel and brothels are not allowed in Denmark. In Finland, um, sex work is 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 legal. Um, however, workers cannot solicit in public, similar to Canada. And pimps and promoting sex work are not allowed. And I feel like not allowing pimps uh, may be protective to. Um, to prostitutes because it has like some downsides right so a pimp can help in some way protect prostitutes but there are also cases where the pimps are the ones who abuse uh, the prostitutes and take advantage of them and take their money away um, so it's just a very a very ambiguous business relationship um, and here in the U- United States of America currently sex work is only legal within certain counties in the state of Nevada um, but outside of that um, it is mostly illegal in the country even then, even then there's kind of no regulation which takes away the safety from it for example like they're not giving condoms there's not like are there brothels in Nevada? I'm not sure I'm not sure either um all I know is like Las Vegas is known for, right, for um, yeah having prostitutes and other kinds of sex workers available. Um, and I'm sure they have more regulations over there um, because it is le- uh, legal. However, I'm not sure um, where in, in other parts of Nevada how it is. And okay. like sex work still happens everywhere else in in um in the united states right but because as you say it's not regulated they're also not protected by law which makes it which can make it a dangerous uh, work and i just realized that if there was regulation one can easily spot if it's like how do i say this 
like if it's like pimps or unsafe and without consent like one can kind of differentiate which one's illegal and which one's not if it was regulated and it would have an actual definition instead of oh sex work prostitution equals criminal bad right I think, that was, I think that's a nice take that I just thought of yeah for sure um and then when it comes to sex work and I want to um before we jump into this topic you know repeat that it's important to take into account how people label themselves um, are they sex workers or not that's up to them to decide so yes let's jump on to only fans everyone knows about only fans like it's gone super popular over what the past two years the rise of only fans it got popular and but celebrities are using this to gain thousands of dollars um platforms such as these help sex workers and kind of celebrities are taking advantage for example they had to change the terms and conditions which harmed ordinary ordinary workers like i don't know if you saw it on on trending on twitter that one that one day everyone was going insane like um I'm just saying Bella Thorne made two million and crashed the entire site. The tips were um they were two hundred dollars and it was moved to a hundred dollars. Like people could pay up to two hundred and it was changed to a hundred. Right. And so they cut in half, which is a lot. Yeah. Also, OnlyFans has tried to push sex work out of the platform. Um, the the same reason why their platform received fame to begin with. I never even heard of OnlyFans until it was popular for having sex work. I literally did not know of OnlyFans for anything else. Like I heard OnlyFans and people were telling me, yes, that's where people like post nudes, um, sex videos, this and that. I did not know that people were using it for other kinds of work. I know, like literally, can we trace back? Tumblr has done this with their with their platform, how they took out like just people posting um, nudes, even like just a bare, a bare ass. And like their value plummeted. It was literally worth $1 billion in like 2013 and they sold it for 3 million in 2019. 1 billion yeah. to 3 million. That's so they lost horrible. a lot of money basically yeah and only fans recently retracted their ban of sex content i think they realized you know if we take out sex content this platform isn't going anywhere like you know not to say that the other work that's being put there is not valuable or anything but they're using um like they're i'm, I'm i feel like their main source of users like the users that are coming in as as creators and as customers um are all or are a lot of them are for the sex content so it only made sense that they retracted their ban after a month or less i don't know yeah a lot of i think it was less like within like two weeks honestly and a lot of sex workers were like going to a different platform anyways so it wasn't like you're doing justice or something or you know what i mean yeah it was just they were just hurt like hurting their own business mm -hmm. Alrighty, so how can we help stop the stigma and decriminalize sex work fair consented good sex work um and legalizing it is one way 
Legalizing can imply receipt of benefits, just like those that workers from other industries receive. And I've heard from like people, like strippers, for example, like people get mad, like, because they're basically general contractors, right? They have to find their own insurance. They're basically the work in a business, but they don't get any benefits whatsoever. So giving benefits, aids with health care and social services to workers. And once that's given, it shifts the perspective of like, instead of sex work being all work, it's a job because it has benefits, you know what I mean? Just any other corporate job. For sure. And another way is to educate everyone to recognize sex work and how it's different to sex traffic. Emphasizing that sex workers have the right to consent and deserve legal protection. Most importantly, recognize that sex workers are human beings and many times they choose this type of work because it helps them make ends meet. There is a YouTube project actually that I wanted to give the high, the spotlight to. Um, that's that's called Soft White Underbelly, and Soft White Underbelly is based on photographer Mark, and he interviews and portraits the human condition, and so he basically puts videos up where he is asking questions of the upbringing and um, the journey, the live journey of different people, including prostitutes, pimps, escorts, and other sex workers, as well as just like addicts, um, mafia bosses, and other people in society that are often stigmatized. It's kind of an interesting listen. Um, it's really heavy, and but I highly, highly people to listen to it. It gives you a whole different perspective on just humans in general and their experiences. For sure. It's it's all about humanizing humans. You know, I think we dehumanize a lot of people based on our own judgment um, and how we judge them. And it's unfair and we become monsters. We become the monsters to them. Um, we're the ones that end up not helping them become better people or help them better their situations and so you know if you're looking to really become more open or just see the perspective or understand where these people are coming from um, this project on youtube is very helpful uh, for that purpose and we can obviously not talk about the sex industry without talking about the porn industry and in this instance, we want to talk about porn industry and ethical porn. And you may be saying, like, how can porn be ethical? Well, porn can definitely be ethical. And it's becoming a topic of more um, interest as we recognize certain concepts as consent. Consent being so important when it comes to sex, right? So for... The porn industry and ethical porn, I want to bring up Belessa.co. So that's B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O, Belessa.co. Their actors are paid and of legal age. 
Um, they value sex preference, chemistry, comfort, safety, and pleasure, which are so important. And incest is not encouraged or included in their content. Um, so Belessa has definitely become um, the primary example of how porn should be. And apart from the videos, they have like erotica, they sell their own sex toys, and they provide sex education. Belessa has free content, but they also have like donations that you could do. And paying for your porn can make huge difference for everyone involved, businesses and the sex work. And apart from Belessa.co, we also want to bring to the spotlight um, an Instagram account called Salty World. And their handle is salty as in S-A-L-T-Y dot world, W-O-R-L-D. Salty gives their platform to folks who wouldn't be heard otherwise. They also upload sex-related content from people who would otherwise not be able to tell their stories. I like this account because it exposes me to a diversity that mainstream media does not spotlight. It definitely brings me out of my comfort zone. I get to learn a lot and I encourage you all to listen to these stories as well. And to wrap up, basically want to repeat that true fem- feminism uplifts everyone and that's not stopping with in- including sex workers. So stay tuned for the next episode in which we'll be talking about feminism, toxic masculinity and other relating topics. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in next time for more.